<laughs> synchronised watches. On my mark, no. go. Learn history. <laughs> history, here we come. Yep. <laughs> History. Here's the timeline every week. We start off, Liam's an idiot by the end. <laughs> he might have learnt something. Whatever. <laughs> Me and Rod will try and uh, teach Liam something, and this week the tip the the topic? The topic is the American Civil War, or as it's often called the Civil War, because there's lots of Americans and they just refer it as the Civil War. Yeah. It's like old tissues are Kleenexes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pass me a Kleenex. I don't have a Kleenex. So I've or, got as the zone. Or Hoover that up. Yeah, Hoover's a brand. Yes. Pass the cell tape. Yes. You know what was annoying in Blue Peter was when they used to make things with like sweets and that, and they used to not be able to use the word Watsits or Smarties mm. or anything yeah. like that. Take your cheese puffy <laughs> lengths. Yeah. yeah. And your your sugar coated candy shells. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, heroin's a brand as well, isn't it? <laughs> Originally. Was it? It's either heroin or it's another drug. Yeah, heroin's a brand when it was a pink. Yeah, cause heroin was originally used as a pink colour. It was a, I don't know, a brand name was heroin. There you go. The lemon's going the other way. Let's be Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Give me the books. <laughs> that myth needs to be debunked. <laughs> Ain't a myth, son. Ain't a myth. <laughs> right, so we're going to start with the American Civil War. American Civil War, a lot of people talk about it as the story of. Jefferson Davis and Abraham Lincoln, who were like vampire hunter. <laughs> yeah, famously now a vampire hunter. <laughs> have you not seen that film, Ron? I have not. Had the pleasure. Seen that film. It's not out yet, so I wouldn't feel bad. <laughs> Jefferson Davis and Abraham Lincoln were only like months between them, so they kind of grew up at the same age, the same time. You know, quite possibly had the same values at points hmm. because they were growing up in a. An America that was post War of Independence. You know what that one is, eh? Yeah, independent from Britain. Yeah, from Britain. I mean, post revolution, I mean, I don't mean to be pedantic, but post revolution. Hmm. Yes, post revolution. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a few revolutions, though. There's it's where the next Assassin's Creed is. <laughs> what? That's where the next Assassin's Creed sit. In the War of War Independence, eh? In America? Yeah. The next, the next Assassin is a, is a Indian. Uh, you mean a Native American? I mean, this Sorry, is two, I, I this mean is 2012. Not Native American, a First Nationer. I'll say no one. The simmer intention here. Right, you can't look at a war without looking at what came before it, obviously, what tensions arose and things like that. Although the war started in on April 12th, 4.30 pm, I think, uh, April 12th, 1861. Exactly. Eastern or Western time? Uh, well, yeah, it was only Eastern time then. Oh, California didn't come about until 
1850. I think California existed then. It, well, yeah, well, California as a state of America. Mm. Then there was a lot of debates about how to rule after they kind of got independence from England, because obviously, from Great Britain. Yes, yeah. from Great Britain. Because um, obviously, Britain had quite a stern rule and like quite a, an iron fist. That's debatable. Yeah, but if you were an American, you were just a part of Britain. So there was, they felt, you know, we're a colony that kind of like Scotland is just now. The whole, you know, we produce a lot of money in terms of oil, or mm. so they claim, and things like that. But they want to, you know, they're like, why should we give it all to England? Same kind of deal. They were producing a lot of crops and stuff, so they're like, why should we give it all to, to Britain? So they, once they gained independence, they were, they were like, well, you know, they had such a stern rule. They were like, let's try and get away from that. But then they also knew the dangers of going too far the other way because they'd seen France. Nobody wants to be like France. <laughs> Not even the French. <laughs> I like France. <laughs> you look French. <laughs> like a French captain. <laughs> or a Greek. <laughs> let's, get, let's transport ourselves back across the Atlantic. Right, forget France. Forget France. Did they ever have a civil war with them? So you had quite different immigrants in uh, the south and the north because the south was a more agrarian agricultural area where there were lots of farms and stuff like that whereas the north as the industrial revolution started to kick on was becoming more and more industrial and factories were starting to spring up and stuff. So a lot of the people that were coming into the north were people like Irish Catholics and uh, dispossessed people that were looking for jobs in the factories and stuff like that often sold in a indentured servitude now, uh, Rod will tell you about indentured servitude that was like 200 years before the American Civil War <laughs> yeah, we've not got to the Civil War have we? <laughs> we're still, we're still we're building this, up whoa, this whoa, is, whoa, this whoa. Is, tell me why we had the Civil War <laughs> this, this, this is right. just to set, yeah. the, set the ground rules for, to set the ground for sleeps I thought we were just wanting straight into the battles no right, servitude what well, Indentured servitude was basically you went to America, mm-hmm. you had no money, but an employer would pay for you to go there and you'd work for 10 years to pay that money back, your lodgings and food, then you get your freedom and a plot of land when your 10, 15, 20 year service was up. So it's kind of like the foundation of slavery. Well, but it was, it was originally they had more people. freedom there, obviously. It, was it wasn't it? like go over there and stay there and get yeah. a couple of fucking. Yeah, yes, yes and no because it was originally you know Europeans white people but when you know landowners found you know it was cheaper to take on slaves because slaves you didn't have to pay them anything just give them food and water mm. and then you know the white people yeah. didn't become endangered but at that time going across to America sounded like a pretty decent it would have sounded like a cushy little deal yeah. Well, you're on a ship for three months. You had weevils in your food. You had starvation, cholera, typhoid, typhoid HIV, all, all, all the kind of diseases <laughs> that you know a man on a ship would get these days. So, yeah. <laughs> a man on a ship, chlamydia. Well, temptations at sea. You cooped, you cooped up for three months with a woman. I mean, sparks are going to fly. <laughs> sparks are going to fly. Some people get married and spend like years with a woman. <laughs> Crazy fool. So indentured servitudes definitely went on the wane as like slaves were a lot cheaper. But at the same time, it kind of went out of, I wouldn't say out of fashion in the north, but I don't know, why why did it kind of end in the north? Because slaves, but in the north, 
Uh, it wasn't really. God damn it! It was slaves. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of went out. It just went by the by. Um, and but down south, they started getting a lot of people in from because of Africa. high death rate. Yeah, yeah. They they started getting a lot of people in from Africa, and obviously they were New Orleans, although it's a massive party town now, <laughs> um, was the slave trading capital. Was it? But yeah. in Louisiana, they didn't purchase that until seventeen nineteen something. Or did they buy it from Napoleon? So that's okay because we're heard that that's the Louisiana purchase. That's something I have heard. Yeah, yeah. That was that. Because I've named after Louis. We're, we're talking about after they bought that. Oh, okay. Sorry, my, my <laughs> when apologies. slaves were coming into. That's an interesting fact for quiz yes. shows, pub quizzes. I mean, yes, yes. I mean. Um, the greatest land deal in history. It was made in 1804. Greatest uh, land deal in history. Greatest land deal in history. It doubled the size of America at the time. Greater than the Alaska purchase. At the time, <laughs> Alaska wasn't even conceived of. By it was there though. They had things like Alabama fever, which was all the cotton planters. That's awesome. <laughs> I got me the Alabama fever. <laughs> they wanted to move. Uh, wanted to move west. Um, Sounds like an ice cream. <laughs> a very hot ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Have fudge nuggets in it and shit like that. <laughs> Um, but it was it was by and large, I mean, like a reasonably self-sufficient population that was vastly growing. So there was rapid expansion in all areas. I mean, you talk about from when Lincoln was born, there was six million Americans, to when the Civil War happened, whilst Lincoln was still alive, uh, you're talking forty million. So it's a huge exponential increase. Yeah. But they also started things like. The American system, so all the factories would start mass producing uh, very similar objects, so like parts could be exchanged for other parts that were similar. And there wasn't as much need to have like artisan people who were just going to make bespoke ironwork for your fences and stuff like that. You could, you had mass produced kind of stuff that you could have instead. I mean, by 1860, there was more railroad in America than there was in any other country in the world, even Britain or even India, which had a huge rail network. But they didn't invent it though, did they? No. They didn't invent the post office, the trains, mint humbugs, did they invent that? <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> but they definitely made use of them. Post office, like post office especially, like when you were moving west. So is that, that a servitude thing? Mm. Is that where all the, like, they, they got a lot of Chinese people to make build railroads, didn't they? That was well, a bit later on. David Carradine. Was it not? David Carradine. Chinese and Irish, mostly. And the Irish done a lot of building and stuff, things like uh, dams and that, but that wasn't nothing that hadn't yeah, happened they before. They had like tunneling to make the dams. Eh? Yeah. I've seen a program on that. David Carradine. Dangerous job. It was David Carradine, wasn't it? <laughs> what was it called? Kung Fu. It was David Carradine that just <laughs> did all the building. <laughs> Well, he used to travel the land travel that from land to land. Day, almost just helping out some woman whose husband was a bit of a dick. <laughs> you know, that cupboard incident. <laughs> he was murdered. By a accuser, eh? It wasn't you that told me that. Was it? <laughs> you don't want to say this on the internet. There was the Yakuza that killed David Carradine. I, I know nothing. Because he was doing, I a, know nothing. He was doing an investigation into the Yakuza. I know nothing. And uh, then suddenly mysteriously died whilst halfway through the documentary. I know nothing. Really? Yeah. You know nothing. Dude. I know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing. So you can start to see, like, the north and the south are starting to change. The north was, like, becoming more industrialised. The south was still very much a, a crop planting people. 
Although, like, you would think of this, the kind of slaves as they were in that time as being, you know, massive plantations with an old guy that looks like Colonel Sanders having thousands and thousands of slaves. The truth was that, like, your average kind of family would maybe have two, three slaves at the most. And, of course, the literature, you know, the North was Edgar Allan Poe, Washington Irving, you know, Sleepy Hollow, Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. And the South was more Mark Twain, Hobery Finn... Tom Sawyer, etc. I mean, you can see the cultural differences in those great novels. That's right. Good point, Rod. The small government that they had as well, they felt very strongly about small government in America at that time because they felt small government meant that the the local people kind of had a say in what was going on. So they they felt small government was where it needed to stay. Who was this, the South? No. Both actually. Well, the the West, though. What's the West doing in this? Well, we'll get to the West and the East in a bit. Because it wasn't just two frontiers of the North and the South, there was the West and the East as well. Yeah. But the the laissez faire government as well also. Do do we know what laissez faire means? Because that would actually be a good thing. No, I mean just in general. It's just. Well, that's that's it. <laughs> free market principles that government yeah. shouldn't it was hands business. off basically yeah, wasn't it? Off. light touch regulation yeah Adam Smith and all that there you go actual actual knowledge oh the other thing I was going to say was um, do you know like I get mixed up by this all the time is um, when people talk about this happening in the 19th century I always think that the years must start with 19 but it doesn't they start with 18 yeah, yeah. I never got that at school though. I never yeah. really understood that it's his education. We, <laughs> We're we, learning our we education. Live, we live in the 21st century, but we don't. It's 2-0. Yeah, yeah, I never got that. I don't understand the era. I think somebody really needs to go back and fucking just change it, because <laughs> I, I still do not know the reason why. Wasn't Buck Rogers in the 21st century? Yeah. 24th. 24th? Uh, Was it? Yeah. Actually, I don't even know why I questioned you, Rod. <laughs> I am, no, but you think sorry. about it. No, you think about it this way. People celebrate the millennium in the year 2000. But it was actually 2001 because they can't be a year zero, can they? So, year one, 2000 years, 2001, that's when they're millennium. Yeah, because it's blown my mind. And year zero, the one going, yeah, they year zero. <laughs> they can't be a century zero, that's why we're in the 21st century, yeah. even where it's 20. Mm. There we go. That's I'll it. take that as an answer. That's, that's an explanation there, kids. <laughs> take that home and learn it. Yeah, I'm sure kids are downloading this explicit yeah, podcast about this. Thing. Because of the, the calendar as well, because Christ was born in 23 BC. Yeah. So yeah. that confused a lot of people as well. I mean, it's easy to be confused, you know. Um, by 1861, the population in America, the black people covered 15% of the population. But of that 15%, only 450,000 were free. So how come they were free? Rod? Can you take us through the reasons that a slave might have been freed? Um, often, you know. If I... So they were a slave. They were a slave that was free, or they were a slave that had been freed. Sometimes a slave could be freed and then still go on to work on that farm. For, he was a free, he was a for free, a bed and board, sort of free man. So if he wanted to... He could just disappear. He, could... yeah, he was not beholden to anybody. Right. Some, they have to give a week's notice, two weeks. <laughs> a lot of them, some, you know, there was a slave escapes, they escaped to the north and became free. Um, right, yeah. If it was the owner's birthday, they thought, yeah, I'm in a good mood, I'll release free slaves today. 
mm. go forth and melt it. Did that it. actually happen? Yeah. That yeah. sounds like one of those rot things that he just says in the middle of a sentence and we all just take. <laughs> no, yeah, um, and there was... The Underground. The Underground Railroad. The Fresh Prince would be aware there was an episode where he got taught the history. You know what else there was about the Underground Railroad? Batman Begins. When he finds the cave underneath and ah. talk about how... Uh, the Wayne's ancestors were were abolitionists, oh. uh, and they they were part of the, the underground railroad that helped slaves get to freedom in the north. Oh, I remember, remember that. that? Yeah, and that's where he finds a little lift and relating it to Batman. Relating it to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so you could be released on someone's birthday, you could escape, or Quakers would something buy slaves and let them go because that was against their principles to have slaves. So they would buy a lot, buy them. To freedom, yeah, finally to freedom. And also, there was the the fact that a lot of the slaveholding people were only only had maybe like two or three slaves. Yeah. So sometimes, if you had a bad crop, you d- you didn't have the the mm-hmm. food to yeah. feed them in the first place. So you just had to let them go. And sometimes, should I mention that you know if the Quaker bought them and they got released, the guy they bought them from would just recapture them, yeah, in an evil way, and just so you'd have money and these slaves back. So, oh, yeah. So, where does this pretty much taking the piss either way? Some people were taking the piss with slavery a bit more than other people. Yeah. Some people were kind of working within the kind of framework, like, yeah, they work for me, but if I've not got the money, I'm not going to... They would help them, and then... But other people had the means of getting around it. This is is a sad but true story. There were people employed, you know, to catch slaves, you know, travel across the states catching them. That's right. And sometimes they would break into someone's plantation, release the slaves... And get money off their owner to get their own slaves back. You really spun them. That's just genius. <laughs> That's just genius. So I mean, I mean slaves. That's really like that's like Apple. They sell you something that breaks in a year, so that <laughs> they can they can just charge you to fix it. So we've had the difference between the sort of the north and the south. There's also the difference between the east and the west. Because the east, the people that tended to live in and stay in the east, um, tended to work in factories. They tended to also be more accustomed to kind of like town living, you know. Whereas you had the west, which was the frontier. That was when people were pushing forward, forging new, new country basically. Um, and they were living hard off the land. They were like often, they weren't not as well off, but they were, you know, by the time they'd finished settling and everything, they maybe didn't have as much kind of money and they definitely didn't have as much interaction with the government because mm. the only kind of interaction with the government you'd have was if you went to the post office that was owned by them Pony Express yeah. oh, you, would, you would often have to, go, have to go to the post office to buy land rights because a lot of the time you would go out and you'd squat the land make a bit of money off it buy growing crops and then you would go and buy the land later uh, yeah. you remember firing away the land grab and the old the horse race at the end when they went after that. Have you seen that film? Yeah. Tom Cruise's best. I think it's best. <laughs> so there was, there was quite a difference there as well. So you have all these kind of disparate elements that are uh, very different from each other and often suspicious. Because, you know, if you're in the south and you, you need your slaves to work your farms, mm-hmm. then you're looking at the north and they're, going, they're starting to go, oh, no, no, we're not so keen on the slaves. You're starting to get suspicious that maybe they're going to say... You can't have slaves. Yeah. The government backing off kind of allowed the church to have a lot of free reign because in in 
countries in Europe, the church had kind of worked with the governments at the time, um, and there was a lot of impact on either one. Um, whereas with the the government in America, you know, the separation of church and state, famous mm-hmm. thing that they always do, despite having put it on their banknotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Got so Santa Claus out of fickle though. <laughs> it did. Um, and of course, may I add that slavery had been abolished in the British Empire. Well, that is. Yeah. the two pound coin somewhere. Come, the this comes later on. Anniversary. Well, it's actually 1812 or something, wasn't it? 1831. Yeah, 33, yeah, I've got. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, so the church became more radicalised because you think about it, you have all these different churches there. You had the Quakers in like Pennsylvania. And then you had all these other like Protestant groups, whereas all these Irish Catholics are coming into uh, places like New York and, and the areas around there, and they're starting to open up their own churches so that they can practice their faith. So then there starts to become breeding this uh, mm-hmm. suspicion between the two of them as well. And you can see that you know to attract more people to your to your flock to your congregation, a lot of the time being really radical and you know kind of really over-the-top elements, uh, the devil in the north, <laughs> and things like that, <laughs> could uh, could really get some people into your church. So it's kind of a natural way for it to become radicalised. And of course the unresolved issues from the revolution, because it was something that Washington and Adams and Jefferson debated about what to do with slaves. Yeah. yeah. As well, these issues have just rumbled on. A lot of slaves fought for the British. The American Revolution, That's they were right. promised freedom and land. So the Americans had to counter saying, "We'll give you more freedom, <laughs> more more land, and so forth." That was in 1812, wasn't it? When the British threat- threatened to to reinvade, to take back America. They did invade. They burnt Washington, the original right. building, the White House, was raised Washington. National Library Congress was destroyed. But they, they said that they were going to, you know, any slave that turned, uh, rose up against their master, they would, would be given freedom in the new British Republic. No, I've heard this before. Yeah. I think. Is it possibly in the Patriot? No, that's not. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I've watched that film once. National Treasure. National Treasure. <laughs> I've watched that film once too. <laughs> Never seen it yet. So yeah, the, the South had conceived itself long before any civil war appeared. So you start to have this very, like, two different Americas starting to emerge. And a lot of suspicion about them. I mean, what, what is a typical image of the South, Ross? You know, the anti-bellum. The, t- t- typical the time or now? That was changed, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the, the South conceived itself as, like, a, a gentlemanly culture. Often they would trace their, their heritage to Scots or... Um, Irish. Yeah. Or Welsh. Well, no, they tried to trace the, the root, especially the people that became wealthy slave owners would try to trace their roots to the Scots that kind of went there to the love at the start. Like, a lot of their education system was started by Scottish people. Nice wee fact for you there. Can you give some names? I have no idea of those names, <laughs> but I do remember learning at the time and going, well, we're proud of them. <laughs> Not now, though. <laughs> Think Clark Gable, Gone with the Wind, that sort of image. Yeah, so you had your southern gent, you know, your little tweezed mm. moustaches. But, I mean, at the time, like people like Thomas Jefferson, who was the, the president for a, a while in America, who made the Louisiana Purchase, you know, famously had slaves and famously had, well, alleged <laughs> relations yeah. with the slaves and several illegitimate children. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily seen 
is too much of a problem because I mean that wasn't particularly kicked under the, the rug mm. you know. so by 1833 like Rod says the British freed their slaves okay, and used it to kind of lord over the Americans you know oh those those brutes over yeah. there with their slaves <laughs> But because of the kind of mirror image that uh, was starting to happen in the industrialised north, the northerners started, and they, I mean, they didn't have much slaves in the first place, so they found it quite easily easy to become abolitionists themselves, especially because they didn't want to look, you know, like... They were starting to trade with other parts of Europe and Britain, to some extent as well, by this point. Um, and they didn't want to be seen as, you know, like a, a lower class of people. They wanted their goods to sell, so they had to kind of look good. Um, and the abolitionist movement started to come about where people were trying to end slavery. But at the time, you had a lot of print. Like, print became quite an important thing. Like, you think mm-hmm. how much internet has changed the world in the past, like, 20 years. Print changed the frontier and the whole America in the same time. Would you agree with that, I would endorse that 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it must feel good. <laughs> it must feel good. I feel a little bit proud. <laughs> uh, the Liberator, a famous abolitionist uh, paper, appeared and started to, to come about and call for you know the end of slavery. And groups got together and little action. Of course, there's a moral system. thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is yeah. the whole thing. If you think about it, it's not really that cool. No. <laughs> so by 1848, there was the depression. There was a, a, a depression in America, and Western expansion, you know, was seen as the way to go. You know, you could go out there, and it was like boundless land that you could have, and it was yours, and then you could squat on it and make some money. So it seemed like a great idea. Yeah, what Tom Cruise did, by the way. <laughs> so I think I should have just stayed home more far away. Far away. <laughs> so we've went from the kind of thirteen states to you know a, a little bit more with Louisiana Purchase and the, the South starting to expand for farmland mostly purposes, but now you start to see the whole of America starting to rapidly expand westwards, and uh, and one of the the preceding battles to the, the Civil War was the, the war for California. Um, which was fought against Mexico because Mexico originally owned California. She never does if you look at the demographics. <laughs> <laughs> but they explicitly owned it back then. <laughs> right, yeah, it is. And what this was, this gave this actually gave the, gives the South a little bit of a head start, and you can kind of see this in that uh, West Point is a very famous military academy where a lot of the the generals. Anybody that wanted to be, you know, a general in the the war went to West Point and learned all about military tactics and famous battles and all the history, like flanking manoeuvres and all that stuff. And learned how to do a good job of fighting a war, sort of thing. But I mean, if you look at the the West Pointers that fought in the the battle for California, you see where you know a lot of the a lot of the West uh, a lot of the Southern commanders who come in later that are very famous. You see them all starting to come into action. So you see Jefferson Davis, the, the later uh, president of the Confederate, Confederate South. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant. You've probably heard his name before. Heard his name, yeah. Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also Tecumseh, William Tecumseh, <laughs> I don't even know how you say that, Sherman, <laughs> who the Sherman tank's named after. 
who was a Northern mm-hmm. Commander later on. But. So they all battle for California, and you see uh, they get a little bit of sort of test of ground. A bit like um, the Spanish Civil War was when we were talking about World War Two. Fantasies, yeah, <laughs> fantasies. So as everything starts to expand west. Every southern state that seems to be taken, they're like, oh, well, obviously slavery is allowed in here. Because the north starts abolishing slavery mm-hmm. in the states. It famously came down to the Kansas-Nebraska argument. And if you look at Kansas and Nebraska on a map, yeah, but mm-hmm. you're pointing that. <laughs> there's a, they're, they're neighbours, they're north and south neighbours. And there's a big, big grab of land that uh, both the South and North put claim to. But obviously the South went, well, we want we want slavery to be allowed in this. And the North went, well, no, we don't. Because you have to explain the deadlock, because in yeah. Congress there's a balance. Just say for argument's sake, you've got 12 Northern states and 12 Southern states, so, you know, the balance and the compromise between those with slaves and those without Sorry. slaves. So when it comes to grabbing new states, I mean, that could tip that delicate balance. Mm. I mean, I'm trying to... Yeah. Attention, yeah, for the benefit. <laughs> for the, is that tension? You know, I'm shaking this book. Is that tension? You know, it's simmering. It's simmering. I, I know what tension means. <laughs> but I, I don't understand what shaking a book's got to do with it. <laughs> I'm trying to demonstrate that fine line. You know, this page. That we turned. That was the like, balance, yeah. It's fall to the left. It's, it's going to fall. It's just. Yeah, one, state, one state was enough to make a difference in Congress, and you would have the ability to push through more slavery or yeah. less slavery. So if you had the, you had the majority, things were going to go a bit more your way. Yeah. So the Kansas-Nebraska argument. There was trouble as well because if you're a poor farmer, right, um, it's hard to you know run your land and grow crops. But if you're a slave owner, a plantation, or you buy this land, you have slaves doing all the farming. You can undercut. All the you know the local poor people coming west to get land. So those local poor people trying to get land are really unhappy at slave owners and slavery because they fear they're going to get undercut. So you've got this. Was it the Free Soil Party that supported <laughs> um, Lincoln and Republicans? So there's a strong base for the Republicans and Abraham Lincoln there. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, you know the slave owners hate these people and want to shoot them and there's trouble and riots and so. Sounds like the start of a war to me. More tension. And then we famously had the Dred Scott case in 1857. Not too famous. Because I've never had a fucking name in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Dred Scott case in 1857 was a a slave that was taken from a slave-owning state by his master to a state that didn't allow slaves. And uh, the slave... For what purpose? To, to work, I think. Just yeah, come and meet and we'll get some info. Was it not his valley? <laughs> was he driving Miss Daisy? I don't know. <laughs> so his now, now I can just see it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> well, he sued. So now that I can picture him. <laughs> he sued Miss Daisy, essentially, was right. what happened. Um, and he, he wanted to, he, he said that he should be free. Because he was in a free state. Yeah. Was it not because the slave was property and the southern guy said this is my property I can take it anyway but 
Yeah. 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 So it's a grey area that they hadn't really thought through up until this point. I'm pointing to grey. Yes, yes, that is grey, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot can be demonstrated by this book. It's for the benefits of the listeners, you know. You may not know what yeah. grey is, maybe colour blind. For benefit of the readers, Rod has a beano. <laughs> so, Ken, 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 Kansas's, Kansas's <laughs> statehood, that's a tongue twister, was blocked. I to Dred Scott, I thought you were talking about Supreme Court. Hey, what happened to him? Did, did he win? Did he? I don't know, because I've written page 47. I've written page 47, because I've obviously been so tired, I was like, I'm not reading no Page 47 of what? There's no books in this room. We know, we know all this knowledge. <laughs> page 47 of this Beano. Bash Street Council. Dred Scott. Yes, Dred Scott. So they, the, the, the court eventually ruled in favour of the the owner and uh, Dred Scott was classed as property. Go on. Poor old Dred. Did he not like stand up afterwards and go, I am the law! <laughs> no, no. no. Unfortunately, no. No. they wouldn't have got the reference anyway. <laughs> not in the Supreme Court. No. So Probably hadn't read Dred. It's British comics, so they're probably like, I'm not reading British fucking comics. <laughs> So at this time, Democrats were the strongest party at this time um, in America. Uh, the Democrats in the South and the North, which is hard to think of when you think about America today. You think of the South as, you know, now the Bible Belt. You would never think... <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> you would never think there was, like, Democrats that were ruining the rest. Uh-huh. So with those two in conflict about what kind of candidate they wanted to put forward as a party as a whole... The Republican candidate of Lincoln came forward, and this enigmatic guy—you know—we've I mean, all seen the pictures of Lincoln. He's—he's he's as enigmatic a character as Rod. So we'd all just go, "Yes, I'll vote for that guy." <laughs> um, it's important that we've got to debunk myths here now. <laughs> yeah. Rod, does, Rod not does not look, look like Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. You've got to remember that Lincoln wasn't against slavery. No, he, he was a racist because during the American Civil War, he signed off order wiping out. Most of the Native American tribes, so mm-hmm. but he didn't want slavery spreading, he wasn't opposed to slavery in the states it was, he just wanted to maintain that delicate balance for the good of the nation because he could see the trouble it would lead to, isn't it? Mm. So yeah. there's a dark side to this to this character as well. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln the Liberator is like the man superior. The man <laughs> I knew and you had a nickname. I just thought it was went for something that had the greatest alliteration sure, in it. You sure it's not vampire hunter? <laughs> Lincoln the Great Emancipator <laughs> um, only really came about afterwards. It's like hindsight. 1863. 1863. You, you made it clear he was against the spread of slavery to other states. He wanted it contained in the states it was. The South wasn't happy. Blah, 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 de, blah. It spiraled out of control there. Spiraled. <laughs> of course, there were numerous assassination attempts on him as well before he even got to Washington. Yes. And none of the southern states voted for him. So he was, yeah. the country was divided hmm. amongst lines. I'm drawing that invisible line here to show Liam what that line is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Left to right, if anybody's interested. 
So what happened? The whole succession thing was well, well, the deep south, obviously, you know, the further you go, the more extreme it gets, and this worked in geography as well. The this the really deep south states um, they seceded quite quickly. The ones that bordered with the north, so you know, like say West Virginia, Arkansas. Was Missouri? No, no, those weren't around. It's more like these ones at the time, like oh, Kentucky. Sorry, Kentucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the ones you can't see because yeah, the land. Because the land. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they were a bit more on edge because they themselves within their state had like debates about whether it should be or it shouldn't be, and what should go ahead. So they took a little bit longer to kind of join the side. But then there was the the definite line that was drawn, wasn't there? Rod? There was. They drew a definite line. That definitely. one was they, from um, right to left. <laughs> the incident at Fort Sumter, um, that was a federal army fort in the south, and the southern troops attacked it. And this is some famous guy, yeah? John Brown. Brown. John, John Brown. Brown. Yeah, he's raided at Harper's I've seen Cross. this on the Discovery Channel. He tried to free the slaves. He read a, you know, done a raid, mm. hoping to start insurrection, but he got nabbed, he got shot. Did he get shot or hanged? Did he get hanged, then shot? I don't know. That's he did not live. He did <laughs> not live. I remember <laughs> watching it going. But so the poor old John Brown. This this fort got attacked, and Lincoln was saying any attack against General he, he knew going in it was a suicide mission. Did he not? I've seen that. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> he had a bunch of men. He basically told them, "We ain't coming out." <laughs> yeah. But he was a brave guy, fanatical guy, but it was Beauregard, wasn't it? That was eventually sent by Lincoln to secure the fort. Yeah. And, you know, Lincoln done his rallying cry, you know, and a lot of states remained loyal to the Union. Rhode Island, New mm-hmm. Hampshire. Um, New England. That's more a region that encompasses, you know, Massachusetts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's New what England. saying that, that region. <laughs> 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 individual states here, talking about Connecticut. I know this because I would have won point last, last night, by the way. <laughs> I would have fucking won it. So, Richmond in Virginia was made uh, the southern capital, and Davis, uh, Jefferson Davis, that was was made the the president of the South. Uh, the Confederate flag, as we all know, because we've seen it in films where people get raped, usually. <laughs> God, that's negative. Good films. Ne- negative, Good films. Negative stereotypes. Negative stereotypes. Um, yes. Yes, they are, because, I mean... Well, they don't do much for their name, to be honest, a lot of the time. The Confederate flag is kind of taken as, like, a symbol of revolution now, or, like... Just basically Rebellion. defiance, yeah. Romance, yeah. Renegade. It's kind of like Rest. people with Che Guevara tops and shit. Yeah, yeah it's got that not, same kind of. They're not actually supporters of Che Guevara. They yeah, just, ask, just, them, just, ask them who or what Che Guevara did <laughs> and they go, hey, what? That's it. Um, so, what we've got to remember here as well is that the South was essentially fighting for independence, but the North was fighting for a union. Like, you know connect all the dots together again they weren't fighting to destroy them or mm. fighting to wipe them out or anything like that they were just fighting to to keep that part of the country yeah, part of they weren't trying to take it over they were just trying to keep the status quo yeah yeah. status quo good time gotta, so, gotta say these words every now and then I did myself <laughs> otherwise so, I look like a fucking idiot in this programme so uh, what we said <laughs> so what we said about um the generals start to, to come into play here, doesn't it? We've all seen the films Gettysburg, Glory, yeah. Gods and Generals. I, I, have, I, have seen seen, I have literally seen none of those films. You haven't seen Fire and Away. 
<laughs> you haven't seen Cursed Out of the West with Robert Shaw. No. You haven't seen Glory with Denzel Washington. And I have not. You haven't seen Gods and Generals. Aye, uh, that's his name. Robert Duvall. <laughs> you haven't seen <laughs> Gettysburg with Martin Sheen. And no, that is why I said I literally have not <laughs> seen any of those films. So, what we have here is the commanders that went to West Point. They start to come back into the fold. So you've got your Ulysses S. Grant, your Robert E. Lee, your... Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. He was president after the Civil War, but he was a general. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like some kind of... I've got a musician. They've also got that from Young Guns. guns one and two, Young Guns one and two. He's I've two seen Young Guns. So they start to come out and play, and the South, at the start, have quite a lot of good generals, straight away. And they also have, am I right in saying that they had militias? They were, they like small raiding groups and things like that that were drilled and a little bit more kind of soldier ready than the North. What, what was the first battle actually in the Civil War? It was um, Bill Run, wasn't it? Yeah, because there was, it was near Washington, the capital yeah. of the Southern Invasion Force, because the White House came under, under attack from cannon fire. That's right, and I'm sure I'm sure Bill Run is actually when people heard about this going to be the first war of the uh, first battle of the 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 Civil War. People like because the, the kind of war of independence was starting to wane in their minds, or maybe they hadn't even experienced it because they'd came to America later. I mean, war had kind of escaped some of these people, so they went, oh, a battle? Yeah, okay. So a lot of them lined the sides of the, the battlefield <laughs> with picnic baskets, ready to have a nice day out and watch the battle. <laughs> then, like Rod says, cannon fire starts going everywhere and, like, tune people up, and then they just start having to scatter, you can imagine... Like, the, the soldiers, you know, did their best to only kill their soldiers. But at the end of the day, cannon fire is an exact a, strategy. That's a health and safety fucking <laughs> nightmare. If your enemy wears a grey coat and you see a woman in a grey dress, and you, you grey, panic. A, a grey, I'd imagine, was a pretty damn popular colour back then. <laughs> I mean, you panic, you know, you're, you've got tunnel vision in battle, you're sweating, you're, mm. your musket's heavy, when I get home... We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Southern generals really start to do quite a good job of winning battles, and a lot of the time as well, because the North w- was feeding in volunteers all the time, had more population anyway. Because they're feeding in lots more people, the the battle starts to change from being in the North or being in the border kind of areas to being fought in the South. So not only do you have experienced generals, you also have the fighting on their own turf. And they're fighting with like people who are sympathetic to their cause around them, so they start to actually do not too bad out of the battle. They're winning. They're winning. Yeah, they do actually start to win towards the start. But what can trips them up, Rod? Well, um, eighteen sixty-three. I mean, it's dire times for the North. They're losing battles, they're losing men, money. So you get this Emancipation Proclamation. I mean, Lincoln's forced, not because yeah, I want to free the slaves and that, but. You know, there's black slaves rising up and, you know, fighting southern forces and escaping and breaking free and volunteering to join the Northern Army. So out of necessity rather than for any moral purpose, he signs this proclamation and, you know, that's where we've got that Denzel Washington film, Glory, based on those events. Yeah. So he, just out of necessity, that's where he gets the the kind of liberator. Yeah, emancipator. Emancipator. There was back in 1863 or 64, there was a change when Grant becomes chief of the Union armies and he decides to 
take the water to the south, use the north superior resources to grind down the south, wars the attrition, basically kick ass mm-hmm. against the south. You know, to remember as well, the south didn't have that many people that were like you know fit and ready, and they had people who were farmers, you know, who would then volunteer maybe or. Or slaves that they conscripted into the army. Like, so, no, this this master's going to war and he's going to be a general. You are his property. He's taking you to war. And you would have to fight. Right. Um, whereas the North, you know, they were... They had soldiers who were volunteers. People who were coming to the cause. Or, like Rod says, people who had been freed. freed who were then like, I get a chance to take my revenge on my master. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go into war and just hope I find them. And the Southern guys were volunteers in militia. You know, they check their diaries and say, yep, I've got two hours free in the morning for a battle, but I'm going to the pub later with my mates, so I'll turn up <laughs> to a couple of hours fighting, see you again in a couple of weeks. So you've got all this drifted men coming and going. That shambles yeah, of yeah. war, well, I'm to do it tomorrow. It's like Cold Mountain. I've seen Cold Mountain. You've been there. That's another Civil War film. That's at least ten. Cold Mountain. Yeah, he does a soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I, know, I have heard of it. I know, you know Jack White. I right. <laughs> found the pub on last night. <laughs> um, so by the time we're starting to get towards the you know later on in the war, you can imagine, you know people are starting to question, you know, are these slaves that we had are starting to come back and, you know, try to kill us? <laughs> Didn't foresee this. Great. And, you know, like the areas of land that they're fighting over that are in the south by this point, because the north pushed them into the south, you know, are, is farmland. So, I mean, what do you do to, you know, wipe out your enemy? Well, you burn crops and you, you know, raise villages to the ground. So, yeah. So all these people that are living there are like... Nah, I don't think this was a good idea to go to war. Let's just like keep the peace, keep the peace. And Lincoln changes his mind as well because, as I said, he was a bit racist. But when you've got black soldiers dying for the Union and fighting for the Union, he's determined to, you know, give them a vote, give them a stake because you know they've shed blood for America, kind of thing. So, so he wasn't unreasonable. So he's mm-hmm. kind of changing his mind, but at the same time, he's still ordering tribes of Native Americans to be, you know, shot dead, and beaten up, and you know, mm-hmm. the tents blown up and. You know, the horses turned into horseradish yeah. sandwiches. And horseradish, that's where you get horseradish from. <laughs> that's Ground up know. horses. Isn't, um Tribe of Cheyenne got, you know, mm-hmm. wiped out kind of thing. The, there's the conscription as well, isn't there? That was the, that came about in the south after, like, you know, people were starting to desert. And Have you seen gangs in New York? Basically, that's one civil yeah, war. Yeah, so I've seen gangs of New York. <laughs> Because that scene where you know the people, immigrants come off the boat and they get blue uniform, yeah, sure. there's some yeah. element of truth in that. Mm. You know, yeah, they weren't a very good film though. But at least you've seen it. <laughs> it promised a massive battle at the end, and then you never got it. It was a I huge anti climax. I might have having some weird music over it. Like did not fit. <laughs> Jack White <laughs> soundtrack again. <laughs> um, I really put an interesting thing saying that one of the biggest sources of like. Disheartened and uh, like disquiet in the con- in the Confederate camps was that uh, the letters from home, because apparently a lot of the letters from home were just like pleading with people to come home and you know a lot of the farms suffering and you know pe- so people were like having less crops and stuff. So if you have less crops, then you have less money. So then you can't support the southern states as they need to be anyway. Mm-hmm. So. 
You know, this is like Cold Mountain, Jude Law. Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain. I'm going to go watch it. Is that what that's about, is it? I'm just um, half and half. <laughs> half of it's half of it's that half of it's Jack White. <laughs> Ray Winston's in it. I mean, Ray Winston's in it. I mean, that's what's going on that film. You can see where you know the, the politics is where you, they're finding it harder and harder to justify. Where you know Lincoln seemed like this great Man. liberator, uh, great emancipator kind of character. It's hard to justify. You know, oh, we're keeping the sleep, we're keeping the slaves because uh, <laughs> it's kind of getting hard to do. So, um, like, the, the Confederates start talking about the distinct differences between them and the North, and, you know, they start going on about, oh, you know, we're descended from the, the Scots and the English stock, whereas, you know, the North's just a big hodgepodge, everything and everything. And, you know, they tried to use that and um, a lot of religion as well to to put forward their cases. You know, we are the superior people. And the, you know, the North freeing the slaves means nothing. You know, they're just an uneducated bunch of... Irish Catholic half breeds and all this, and you know, really starts to try to down talk them. You can start to see like a very weakened side, harder and harder to go on. Mm. And do you want to tell us about the end, Rod? The South surrendered the North one. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> I mean, that was you know, Grant's armies, you know, winning battles, more men, better resources, Samuel Colt. Made millions selling his revolvers. Grant Cole, single action yeah. army. Yeah. Um, it was Grant that turned it around in the war against Lee, wasn't it? And it was it was General General Sherman that turned Sherman's crossing the war around um, for Johnson. So th- those are two other West Pointers who you know started to it really showed like that obviously must have been a great thing to go to that school because hmm. whatever they're teaching them it works. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know West Point still. I think it is still a military school yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. so yeah it, it worked but it obviously took them like a wee while to get it going yeah so yeah well by it's so surrender they gave up but why did they give up well in April on April 9th 1865 that's when the, the war was officially classed as ending although there was a last shot fired at some time later I don't really know the story of that to be honest then Lincoln was assassinated the South eventually falls, you know, they're starting to come under pressure, like, economic, you know, but also at the same time, you know, the British is starting to see, you know, there's no point in trading where the South, they're, they're, they're dying, essentially, you know, so there's no there's not really any guns or men coming from uh, Britain or yeah, any yeah, Europe, just. yeah, um, and in April of 1865, uh, Richmond is taken, which was the, the capital of the South, mm. And so at this... Kill the head vampire. <laughs> yeah. Um, at this, you know, this the South is essentially beaten and uh, given terms by the, the North. Mm. But, I mean, mostly it was, you know, to, to get them to come back into the fold. And, you know, they, they had to spend a lot of time after, after the war um, attempting to urbanise the South in terms of, like, you know, getting really good rail links through there and that. And the the reconstruction of the South uh, is actually quite an interesting topic by itself. Yeah, for another podcast. For another podcast. But I want to I want to give you a quick little quiz and uh, see how you get on. Pop 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 quiz. Pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> so, what strength do you think the strength 
a strength of forces do you think the US, a population of 40 million by this point we've established that it was when, when Lincoln came to office what strength of forces do you reckon that the United States, which were the Union troops, uh, managed to gather? Thirty-nine million. <laughs> so it's just kids that left home. Thirty-nine million and one. <laughs> Forty million. Say twelve million. Two. <laughs> two million or two. Two million one hundred thousand was the the official kind of. Good. Figures that were given for it's not as good as 39 million, so um, 39 million. So, the south, obviously less populated. How much, uh, how much troops do you think they managed to muster in the end? They were against 2 million, yeah, and they lost so 2 <laughs> oh, about 100,000 or. 100,000 versus 2 million. Or a couple of hundred that would, thousand. That would be a ratio of... Half a million. Of, half a million. <laughs> massive. Yeah, half yeah, a million, yeah. you reckon? Half a million. At most, I'd say 1.3. Liam, you're the winner. It was actually 1,064,000. Where did they get 1,064,000? Lies. No, that's true. Right, so we've got the strength of the forces, so effectively you can see it's about half. Hmm. Like the South had about half. Death rates. That's a cheery subject. I'd say the North probably took more. Incorrect, they're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) Trick question. There's not a single survivor. (laughs) No, um, the United States, how many do you think died of the 2.1 million? See, see, they're really. I think it's probably high. Yeah. I see half. You see half. So you're saying five hundred thousand. I say about over half. About over half. No, no sorry, no, one million. Say yeah. one million. <laughs> I'll, you're thinking about one. I say one point three. You're thinking one point. I said that. I said that last <laughs> time. <laughs> I revise that. I revise that. I'm thinking four hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, three hundred. You see the piece of paper, is it? <laughs> three hundred, no, no, no. three hundred sixty-five thousand. Oh man, it's casualties. I went wrong. So I thought it was going to be like stupidly high. Yeah. Um, under a quarter, right? What about the Confederacy though? They had one. They had one point what million? One point six four. But you wouldn't really see it. <laughs> they they lost a million. <laughs> you reckon there was only 64,000 people left? Casualties are high. Alright, 80,000. 800,000. 800,000. I'd say 400,000 again. Incorrect. 260,000. Actually, less, less casualties. Yeah, and like it shows the impact of like those early battles, how mm. the like more experienced commanders really helped a lot, right? So we've had three hundred sixty-five thousand for the US, um, two hundred sixty thousand for the Confederacy. So a total of six hundred and twenty-five thousand. How many casualties? Dead. Dead. How many casualties do you think the Americans? In total, took in World War One. Mm, How many casualties did they take? Thirty thousand or something. The American Army. Thirty thousand. Maybe thirty-two thousand. 
Gamble about that. 32,000. 32,000. Well, they weren't in when we went for that long. They weren't in when we went for that long. 116,516. And what were we in? Yeah. Jeez. But, Maybe I mean... Look at that. That's like over half a, over half a million for the Civil War. Yeah, in World War One, they lost only that. Machine guns and... Yeah. So back it's all because of machine guns. Yeah. But I mean, quite a good few years between those two wars. Mm. And you'd expect they would have lost more in, you know, with the advancement of technology in that in World War One than they would have in the Civil War. But Civil War they lost a hell of a lot of men. And that's why Reconstruction is such an interesting part of another podcast. Mm. Another podcast. <laughs> so have you been enriched by this experience here? <laughs> well, I didn't have any. I didn't have any revelations as big as Fanta Nazis, to be <laughs> honest. But. Uh, it was interesting. I, I genuinely did not know much about the American Civil War. Did you Did you think like other people that it was mostly due with slavery? Yeah, I think I, I think. Although I'm, I did, I did know that same program where I seen the John Brown. I did know that uh, Lincoln wasn't trying to abolish slavery. I did know that, but I didn't, wouldn't have recalled it myself once Rod had said it himself. <laughs> I went, I already know that. You know that that recall thing. Yeah. Memory. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, there was a good, there was a good quote about um, slavery, saying that uh, slavery was not the issue that caused the war. Slavery was the issue that defined the war. Mm. I think that's quite good because it, it was the, it was slavery that they came into conflict over, but not because of slavery itself or the morality behind it, because of the two different personalities of the north and the south having this argument over the topic. A bit like you and me and Sunshine and Event Horizon. <laughs> Don't fucking start. <laughs> We're not having see, an argument over that, see, it's an argument over our personality. See, see in that argument, I am the North, <laughs> right? Event Horizon's a piece of shit. <laughs> I knew an American girl from the South, and that was a tragedy as well, because romance did not blossom. I mean, two tragedies there. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he manages to mention a girl, <laughs> you're never sure if he was, she was real. She's real, yeah. All too real. Same tune. Was, was her name? Auntie Anti- Bellum. <laughs> Tune in next time when the subject will be. I'm thinking maybe what Vietnam. 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 Films. Martin I've seen Vietnam films. Uh, tune in next time when the subject will be Vietnam. Eh. <laughs> uh, because of Rod. <laughs> Loving Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> or better yeah, just subscribe. <laughs> Why not? It's only a button. You can also... Scare that button. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> you can also give us a review. That would be great. Help us get into the charts. And uh, recommend us to a friend. You can also follow us on Twitter at Historyly. That's H I S T O R E A L L Y. But if you found this podcast, probably know how to spell it. <laughs> and if there's any young Southern girls out there <laughs> who wants to break Rod's heart, <laughs> damn their eyes. <laughs> you have been listening to Ross Livingston, Roderick Brown, and Liam Timmons. Graphic design on the podcast, Lindsay McWilliams. 
Music by Musker. Check them out. www.buskeroid.com Follow us on Twitter at Hysterily. Email us at hysterily at hotmail.co.uk Someone, somewhere will reference this podcast. 1861. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone on some uni. I'll have another bibliography. And then the minute and the second it came off. And then I'll, I'm sorry, you failed. <laughs> this has been a boom production.